We're finishing transplant today. And today's message is all about the reason why we had a transplant series in the first place. Uh, so it came from a conversation I had with my sister-in-law. And I finally decided I would pay attention to my sister-in-law on a vacation. Well, on her vacation. Uh, well, usually with the kids, it's, it's not about the adults anymore. You know how that goes, right? You like, don't even talk to your brother-in-law or sister-in-law anymore. It's like, children... Uh, oh, why did they do that? Okay. Uh, but we, we had a moment of quiet clarity. It was beautiful. And I said, Jen, what do you do now? Because she's changed jobs, and I know she works from home. And I was like, what, what, how does that working out for you, all this stuff? Working from home in Atlanta is like winning the lottery, by the way. Because you think Chicago traffic's bad? Oy, 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 oy. Uh, so it just is what it is. And so she doesn't have to drive to work anymore. And I was like, so how's that working out for you? What do you do? What's... What's going on? And she's like, well, I'm kind of doing the same thing I used to do at the Children's Hospital for bone marrow transplants, but I do it all over the country now. And she's the, the nurse in charge. If you have a doctor who is doing um, experimental bone marrow transplants, at some point you're probably going to, someone's going to be in, talk, in, in contact with Jennifer. And so she collects all the data and makes sure everybody's doing the trials right and they're, they're going along with the grants and all these different things. So it's a big, complex thing that she does. And, uh, but it's, that's the crazy part, I think the work part for her. But I was way more interested in this bone marrow transplant thing. How does that work? So you're telling me you take something out of my body, you put it in somebody else's body, and it fixes them. She's like, well, yeah, that okay. If you want to boil it down that far, Jared. She's like, thank you for taking my, all my degrees and flushing <laughs> them into one sentence. But yes, uh, that's what we kind of do. Like, okay, okay. And so I started just asking her questions and asking her questions and asking her questions, and getting more in-depth on this bone marrow transplant. And it's a fascinating thing. And we've been talking about different kinds of transplants in this past month. We've talked about kidney transplants, how we need to have different filters, how when people speak into us, how do we filter out the bad and, and only take the good? We've talked about a tongue transplant, how that's a really scary transplant. How the words of our mouth need to change, how we need to speak different words into people's lives instead of sometimes the, the venom that comes out. We've talked about having joint replacements and how that we've kind of been stuck at areas in our lives and maybe emotional sticking points or spiritual sticking points or even physical sticking points have kept us from being free and moving in the freedom of Christ. We've talked about having a heart transplant and what that looks like for us. So we've been really focusing in on these things, but it all comes from this bone marrow transplant. And what I want to spend a little bit of time, as we've talked about, I don't know if you noticed the songs, a lot of the songs talked about the blood of Jesus washing over you, and especially those last two. And this is, as we enter into the Easter season, this is a very like gory thing to talk about. I feel like Easter should be really a Halloween. It would fit better. We would have this weird thing. Because if you're not versed in, in the whole idea of it, and you're thinking about it, you're going, we're talking about this blood. This is really weird. We can just be honest and say, that's, that's weird that blood is covering me. What's going on? I hope to redeem that whole thought in you today. That if you think about blood of Jesus, that you can think about this bone marrow transplant today. I hope that that might change your viewpoint on it. Because it's kind of weird to me. It is, it's always, I've been, a, been at church since I was two weeks old. Still the blood of Jesus idea, still kind of creeps me out a little bit. What does this mean? What does this look like? How does that work? And so we're going to kind of delve into that today. Why would I need a bone marrow transplant? 
Well, bone marrow transplants are basically the biggest gun, the last-ditch effort, the atomic bomb in a doctor's bag for blood diseases. So you need a bone marrow transplant when you have sickle cell or you have uh, leukemia or you have something where your blood is not operating properly anymore. Your blood is not carrying the nutrients, the oxygen, the whatever, and taking away the junk from your cells. It's not doing its proper action anymore. And so you can't live life to its fullest. You can't live life hardly at all when your blood's not operating well. I can live without an arm, without a leg, without a, you know, without a hand. I can work with that. But if my very blood has rebelled against me and is not working, that's going to drastically deteriorate the quality of life quickly. Does this make sense? And so this, this bone marrow transplant, what it does is it goes in and redeems your blood. And in fact, makes it new so then your quality of life can be restored. If a bone marrow transplant works, it changes everything about you. This bone marrow transplant is risky. It's scary. It's the big, you don't know when to, oh, sign me up for that. That sounds fun. It's a very painful procedure in which they could probably go into, they, even for the donor, for the person who donates the bone marrow, it's a, it's a painful procedure. And for the recipient, it's not that pleasurable as well. Jesus promises us life Abundant life. And in that promise, I think to myself, do I, am I living out of abundant life? Am I living an effervescent life, if you will? If I'm, am I living that here? He promises eternal life, but he also promises a, a change in life here. Now, I'm not talking about you're going to win the lottery or anything like that, but a different viewpoint on how, on your quality of life. And to get that, I think we need to have our blood changed and our blood redeemed. There's some truths about bone marrow transplants that I want to stick to. Uh, we can get there with, through in Colossians. We've been in Colossians this whole month. In Colossians 2 today. When you were dead in your sin and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all of our sins, having canceled the charge and our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and the authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. When you were dead in your sins... God made you alive in Christ. And this is the essence of what a bone marrow transplant does. A bone marrow transplant goes along the lines of this. You, you have to go through chemotherapy if you are going to be the recipient. Basically, the, the doctors have to kill everything alive inside you that makes blood. It's a very horrible procedure. It's the one where you lose all your hair and you, you get really weak and you get really sick because your body is under enormous attack. And then what happens after you've totally died, basically, they inject this new bone marrow into your bloodstream that starts to remake your blood. And after a month or so, you're making all new blood and you are being made alive again. The bone marrow transplant, it, it basically 
kills you off and then remakes you out of the newness again. This bone marrow, how does that do that? Why do I just not get the same old blood again? This fascinated me when I was talking to Jen. This just blew me away. It does it by something very significant. Something very like, what? How does that work? I want to go slow and explain this because I've been thinking about it for like 10 weeks. And I know when I've been thinking about it for 10 weeks, I can go way too fast. So I want to slow it down. A bone marrow transplant will change, can change your blood type. A bone marrow transplant can change your blood type. You go into it, say a B. Vince is back here going, Jared, you're getting the... I'm not a doctor. I just play one on, on TV, okay? You can go in on a B and come out an A positive. What? That's pretty important. Like, your blood type changes. Are you hearing me? Your blood type changes. It changes who you are. This is how it, it redeems your blood is because all your old blood, your blood cells die every 7 to 10 days. All of them go. They, they, they just are a renewable resource, apparently, in your body. And this factory of the bone marrow, bone marrow just keeps on starting to make new blood, and that's how you just don't bleed out every seven days. And it just makes it and makes it and makes it. So when the, all your old bone marrow is dead and gone out of your body, and the new comes, it starts to make, well, it doesn't take your old blood type in account anymore. It doesn't say, oh, that's the way you used to be, so I'm going to go back to that. No, 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 no. It changes your blood type. And so what, what, in the spiritual jump to that is when Jesus gets in there, you were once this, dead in your sin, dead in your transgressions, dead in your lust, dead in your greed, dead in all the sinful desires of your heart, and God interjects into your, his blood gets in your stream, and it doesn't change him. He changes your blood type. Is that not cool? What? A bone marrow transplant can change your blood type. It can change the very fabric of who you are. It can change in what you're dealing with and struggling with. That's how it defeats leukemia. That's how it defeats these other blood diseases is that it's not that blood being made anymore. It resets the whole thing. And in our lives, I think we need to, to take on that is when we are trying to do this by ourselves and we, we keep on hitting our heads against the proverbial wall, we, we fall into our sins of our greed and our lust and, our, and all the different, our, just our gossiping mouths and all the different things that that lead us into sin. All the stuff we've talked about for the last month is that when we get a bone marrow transplant, it's like hitting the control alt delete. It is resetting our body to be something new, to be a new creation in Christ. This is one of the most interesting word pictures I've ever seen about what the redemption of Jesus looks like in our lives. It changes us fundamentally. It changes us how we, how we operate in everything that we do. That before the bone marrow transplant, we had a hard time getting the nutrients to where they're supposed to go. We had a hard time living up to our potential. We have a hard time having life full. But after a bone marrow transplant, the possibilities are endless because the old is dead and the new has come. 
Are you, are you hearing me? Are you understanding what's going on here? Second mind-blowing thing about a bone marrow transplant is that it knows exactly where to go. This one took a while. I was like, what? what? My mind was already in this conversation, but this just took it to a whole nother level. So when they're taking bone marrow out of a donor, they probably go into the femur. I hope everybody just got a pain like I did. They go in here, they suck out this stuff. And then when they put it in you, though, they just put it into a blood vessel. They don't have to drill a hole and put it in the other person's femur. They take it out of the donor. Credibly, it does not sound like a fun procedure. But they just have to put it into a port or a big vein for, to get, receive it. The bone marrow knows exactly where it's needed. It travels around your body. And it has these special little receptors that says, nope, don't need to be here. Oop, nope, don't need to be here. Ah, that's home. It sets up shop and starts making blood. It's a very rudimentary way to say it. Jen's been listening to the messages, so I'm getting fact-checked, okay? I promise. The spiritual implication of that is this. Jesus knows exactly where he needs to set up shop and start working in your life. He doesn't need to be tell, told where to go. I got, could you take care of, yeah, yeah, I got that, but, but I need to, no, no, that's not really not the problem. You don't get a bone marrow, or bone marrow transplant going, I really want to run the 40 in like four seconds. That'd be great, Jesus. No, no, no. What I'm doing for you is giving you life, not l- making you a super athlete, which would be cool. I'd be like, hey, Usain Bolt, can I get some of your bone marrow? Uh, it'd be all right. It's not, it doesn't work that way. God knows exactly where to go to, to, in, to make the life abundant life, wherever we're at. That doesn't mean we get to pick and choose where he's going to start working and set up shop. That means he's going to start working where he's going to start working. A bone marrow transplant knows exactly where it's needed. Jesus knows exactly where he is needed in your life. For a bone marrow transplant to work, one has to die to oneself. You can't have half the old bone marrow and half the new bone marrow. That doesn't work. You have a war of bone marrows, and it doesn't work well. For a bone marrow transplant to work, one has to die to oneself. All the bone marrow has to be totally gone. This goes so dramatically that, think about it, blood regens every 7 to 10 days, right? You have to take the chemo so hardcore that it kills all of your bone marrow. You cannot produce any more blood, and you have to rely on blood transfusions for a month until that new, um, until that new marrow starts kicking into gear and building new stuff. You have to totally die to yourself to have Life. This is the tricky one for me. I like my bone marrow just where it's at. Right, Eric? I like living the way I was living. I just want the extra stuff. If I could have eternal life but do everything I want to do right now, that'd be great, God. Can I special order that? Is that on the menu? For a bone marrow transplant to work, it has to, you have to totally die to yourself, get rid of all that stuff, and God comes in and remakes you, changes your blood type so that you can have life and have it to the full. This changes the way in which we operate. 
It changes from giving in to our, our desires. It changes the way in which we go after lust. It, it changes the way in which we go after greed. The way it, the, it changes the way in which we spend our time. It changes our viewpoint on life. Because the old is dead and the new has come. That we can be a new creation in Christ through his bone marrow transplant into our lives. As someone who's grown up in church, and maybe people, you run into this all the time, well, I'm a good person, so I don't know how I need, really need this God guy. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know if it really applies to me. And I, I would think that we're, this kind of applies to our nation. So we're a nation of blood transfusion recipients. Now, there's a big difference between blood transfusions and bone marrow transplant. A blood transfusion is I just get a, a, a bag of plasma or a bag of whatever, the platelets, and I'm good for a week. A bone marrow transplant is when you're fundamentally changing as a person. A blood transfusion just gets you by for a little bit longer. But remember, blood dies every 7 to 10 days, right? So every seven to ten days, i got to have another, another, another bag of blood. If I have sickle cell or leukemia or whatever, I can go in and get a bag of blood. Somebody else's blood is working. It does okay. It revives me a little bit. I can have a little bit better quality of life, but I'm really not to optimal. Until I get that bone marrow transplant, until I die to myself, I can't ever have life and have it to its full. Does this make sense? I think we get caught in this a lot. That we come to church or we listen to so-and-so, we read a book or, or whatever. We get our little blood transfusion. I got a little Jesus juice in me. But then we wonder why it didn't take. We wonder why our quality of life starts to wane after a little while. When I worked with students, this was, this was all the time. You go to a camp, you go to a retreat, you go to something. Woo, got my Jesus juice. We're ready to go. Go back to school. Because it wasn't a fundamental heart change. It was, it was just kind of like Jesus crack given to him. <laughs> Sorry, the youth pastor in me just came out. <laughs> but you know, and this happens to us too, though. It happens to ladies. You go to a conference, you go to a retreat, you came to the, the conference here. Woo, Jesus! Two weeks later, Satan's smacking you in the face. Was it a blood transfusion or was it a blown marrow transplant? You hear me? A bone tra- marrow transplant is an action of complete surrender. It's not just a partly surrender. As I, as I thought about this and talked about it, my mom went through um, chemo. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> what has your mom not gone through? I'm not making this up. I remember I was five years old out in California. Stanford called her and said, hey, we're going to try a new thing for rheumatoid arthritis. We're going to do chemo. And my mom was so desperate at the time. I was like, well, let's try it. Um, chemo is not a, not a treatment for rheumatoid arthritis, by the way, but um, not a good one. They found out at Stanford that year. Um, but I remember the hair loss. I remember that. I was five years old. I was with my grandma. We went down to Stanford to take care of mom when she went through this trial. And I don't know if you've ever had a, a person with cancer who's had, had to go through chemo before, but you remember that. 
I was five years old. I remember that. That's one of my only memories of California is my mom going through chemo at Stanford. I remember the brown carpet. I remember, you know, I remember the apartment that we stayed at there because it was such a bad time for her. And some of you in this room have probably gone through chemo and you know, mm-hmm. But it's complete surrender, complete of denying of yourself to say, God, you can come in and remake me, reshape me into something better. Now, I'm not saying surrendering yourself is like going through chemo. Honestly, a lot of those things are stuff we need to get rid of. All those things are a lot of, are the things that we should say, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I've been trying to work on with myself without God. But now let's do it with God being the driving force of our life. A bone marrow transplant is a complete act of surrender. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. When we fully surrender to Jesus, this is the benefit. We, We don't die. We have eternal life with him. We don't die, we have eternal life. A bone marrow transplant is the only transplant that does not need immune suppressants. Now, this isn't always true, but it can be the one that you can get off the immune suppressants. Now, think about that. For the, for the transplants that we've talked about, the tongue transplants, Kidney transplants, all these different transplants. You have to take immune suppressants for the rest of your life to keep those organs from rebelling against you. Okay? The bone marrow transplant is the only one in which you don't have to take those drugs anymore after a certain period of time. Why? Because you have been totally remade. There's nothing else to fight. There's no remnant of yourself to fight against. I want to be there. Where I fall and surrender my life completely. Where the prayer of my morning when I wake up is to say, Lord, it is not Jared's kingdom that we are working for today. It is for your kingdom that we are working for today. It is not my goals it is your goals. And the, the way in which I can get a small sliver of this, I can explain this maybe just a little bit, who's going, what, is, what does a kingdom mean? That is a weird word to throw out. Is this, if you're a parent, and that, especially a dad, for that, I know moms, you're, you're weird, but, the moms are, but for the dads, that first time you hold the baby, and you're like, oh, snap. My paycheck just looks different now. My house, there's going to be pink everywhere, isn't there? Right? You think about that, and Dean, you know, you're like, well, whatever. It don't matter. And you just kind of, it's, and you, you kind of hold on to some small vestige of manhood in your house, but it's all going to turn pink. <laughs> it's, that, it's that little bit. Right? It's, that, it's, it's just, that's just a smidge of what this looks like. It's like, it's not about me anymore. It's about that now. 
And as we transform in our lives, as we change who we are, we're not, we're not about us anymore and about our own desires. And that's what our sinful nature is. It's all about me. It's all about self-centeredness. It's all about this, about how I can look better and how I can make more money and how I can do this and how I can have pleasure and how I can all these things. And when we're working for the kingdom of God, it is gone, how do I make that better? And that is the switch. And that's what a bone marrow transplant does for you is that it changes who you are. You once were this, caught in sin and dead in your transgressions, but through Christ who comes in and changes the way in which you operate, you now live a totally different way of life. And that's what we're invited to. That is what our hope is for. That is what we can be all about. Today, as we think about, are we in need of a bone marrow transplant? I think the answer is yes. I am in need of a reset of my system. I am in need of surrendering my heart and my life to God so that I can have life to its fullest. I don't want to have a cheap kind of life anymore. And I don't know what that looks like for you. Maybe it's a life that's been chasing money or chasing other kind of desires. I want to have a full life that means something. A life that has eternal implications. Maybe that's you this morning. To know you're you're right. This is why this church thing hasn't been working out very well for me. I've been showing up, and then a couple days later it wears off. Like some sort of clone. That's because we've just been getting transfusions and transfusions and transfusions. Maybe today is a day for you to have a transplant. Pray with me as the band comes forward. God, I, we are in need of you. We are in need of you to come and take control of our lives. We are in need of you to come and make us healthy again. God, we've been doing it so much by ourselves and in our own way fighting against you, even though we don't, may, might not even know what that looks like. God, today I want to take my heart, as I pray for these people and they pray with me, I want to surrender my heart and my very blood to you. That when I sing, you're, the blood of Jesus covers me, that it is like a, a bone marrow transplant, taking away the old, and giving me new life. God, I want to step into new life today. I want to take the steps of claiming your kingdom instead of my kingdom. A life lived for you instead of a life lived for me. Oh, we love you. I give you my life today. I give you my future today. I give you my family today. I give you my marriage today. I give you my kids today. In Jesus' holy, wonderful, glorious, beautiful name I pray. Amen.